Good morning. We're in Perik Tes Zion. Let's go back to Pasuk Vav. <coughs> Pasuk Hay was the horrible Maiserishus of the Plishtim, but not being Melamed Chus, you can almost half understand them. They're trying to get rid of Shimshin. It's their fault. I say half understand them, that's perhaps being too kind. You say they're just trying to defend themselves. If they stop running terrorist activities, they wouldn't have the problem of Shimshin. He'd be more than happy to go back to his desk as a Dayan and not do this. So you can't really exonerate the fact that it's self-defense because they started and they're still perpetuating it. Ryder Dover is so far during the Mysa Shimshin, it's only once or twice that he had to leave his role as a Dayan, cross the border, act like a traitor, and start trouble. If they would just remain quiet, he could stay home. And the saddest part of the story here is that they come to Delila, and we mentioned last week and the week before that we're not exactly sure who she was, where she came from. Any scenario is not good. And I said it doesn't make that much of a difference. Just how low can a person go in terms of how money's going to trick them into thinking they're doing the right thing, or they're doing something okay. So the issue of just for the push-up shot, what was she thinking? It doesn't really make a difference. She was 100% wrong. But Mepharshim suggests that uh, she felt uh, she cared about her husband. Maybe she can justify. It's not true, but just in the back of her mind, that they can't keep this up, and it's a Muhammad, one man, they're going to catch him sooner or later, at least I'll keep him alive. If that's the pshat, that's utterly ridiculous because if the deal was they're just going to arrest him, they arrested him, they blinded him, they tortured him, and he's not going to live very long. So even that is so twisted. But as we mentioned, and he apparently didn't take much money from, or any money from, anybody who still was his friend who understood his undercover activity and couldn't have a steady job and probably most people wouldn't want to take him in anyway because they were afraid of him and he turned his back so to speak on Klai Yisrael on purpose he wanted to show he wasn't one of them so where is he going to be? So he's living in a cave okay they weren't starving but whatever she wanted to buy with this, whatever, secu- whatever security or peace of mind. It's a bribe, and the twisted mahalo she had on her mind is zero justification. It wasn't even true. It didn't even work. He's going to get arrested, tortured, and killed because either he's going to die in prison or he's going to have to practice Thomas Nafshi and Plishtim. So it goes to show you how much evil can be done with some dollar signs behind it which perhaps is not surprising. And now she's going to start pressuring and begging, crying, torturing her husband to get this secret out. So Mepharshim suggests that his mahalach should have been one of, if you collect them all, one of three things. If she's resorting to this, the first time she asked Nunu, if she's resorting to this and he realized this is not going to go anywhere good and his whole tachas is to keep it a secret and fight the Muhammad against the plishtim, there's a parasha gitten. We don't like using it. And it's a last resort. 
but it's there. It's a uh, escape hatch, if you'll call it. But he had to escape. He didn't do this, and you see how bedeviled it is, but wrong application. The other option would have been there is no secret. I'm given a gift from Mina Shamayim and born this way, naturally strong, and there is no secret. It's our God given Kayach, and that's it. So then there's no trick. It's not uh, my hair, it's not my uh, this. Uh, it's the way it is. Then they won't try anymore. You'll say, why would they fall for that? Well, had they not figured out it was his hair in the first place? We're not sure, but we know the story too well. Like you're always standing behind the sidelines and you learn this being and you're wondering, when are these guys going to wake up? Of course it's his hair. Everybody knows it's Shimshin. Okay, but they had to be there. So they don't know. So he said, there is no secret. Or Islam just lies straight out and say there is no secret. It just says it's not up for discussion and don't bring it up again. And then if she does, go to option number one. He didn't do any of these because Shimshin is a Muslim and a tzaddik. In this case, uh, too much... Uh, I don't want to say too much sitkus, but over-applied. And he wanted to keep Shalom Bayis, which normally is a great fallback position under, come out all circumstances. And he didn't want to be mean. So he just evaded, he didn't want to lie straight out. He just evaded the question. And every time he answered it, he got a little closer. And Pali Musser discussed a lot about the tactics of the Yitzhahara. And this is unfortunately a classic where Yitzhahara nudges and nudges and badgers. And if you don't draw clear lines clear parameters that there's nothing to discuss Yitzhahara is a brilliant tactician and he knows or she knows depending on the gender of the person I guess I don't know if that's correct it's certainly politically correct I'm not sure <laughs> it's, it's Sutton okay I'm not going to get into that whatever the Yitzhahara in their head uh, is going to have them go tiny baby steps and they're going to slowly fall in discussing this last night at the Navi in Pesach and discussing Chet Egel, and the question I raised is why didn't the Levim start fighting then and my conjecture was which actually you sent an email right it was great my conjecture was I mentioned this in Shul but I had more riots by the time I got to Pesach I had to, more time more hours to think about it I, I was supposing there were millions of Erev Rav Erev Rav as in Rav a lot and the reason is because it wouldn't be a Tainan Moshe Rabbeinu if there were very few. We take a few Gerim, we just don't take a million at a time because they can't all possibly make it. And number two, they started Chet Egel, and Levine was so strong and brave, and Mila Hashem they followed right away. And when they started killing people like Chur and threatening Aaron, and they started wild parties and got involved in Gilead riots, why didn't Sheva Levi do anything then? So I think the answer is there were a million or two of them and they didn't want a civil war and they figured Moshe Rabbeinu come back anytime now. Let's stall. That was Aaron's idea. They probably even told Shev Levi, wait, don't start a war. Not that they weren't brave. They just didn't want to take it on. After it was done, Moshe Rabbeinu's back. So he said, okay, now me Hashem Eli. Still have to be brave, but at least they had direction. So you sent me an email uh, after Shir that you found out the Mechilta, the Rabbi Shmuel, that they numbered, the lowest number was 1.2 million. I was very happy to see that. So that was all conjecture on my part. It's a lot of aircraft. It's all number two, three million. They're up against a lot. So no wonder everybody stayed in their tents. But part of the issue, that's a big number, and that's understandable. Part of the issue was it started 
Where's Moshe Rabbeinu? And we're getting nervous. And where's Moshe Rabbeinu? We've got to do something. And where's Moshe Rabbeinu? Maybe we should just have a symbol or something. Uh, typical Yetzirahs, they didn't just wake up in the morning. You want to do a Vodazar? Yetzirah never does that. They're from people. It just said Nasanishma. So it's a slow drip. And that's what's happening over here. That's what always happens. With a from person, the Yetzirah is not going to start off blatantly saying, You want to do an Avera. So I'm saying, says, Well, you know, let's discuss. Maybe it's not an Avera, maybe it's Latelis. That's always the Lashon Hara line. And Lashon Hara is one of the big Averas that people find daily as an Isayim. So it's never, arm clock goes off. The first argument, hey, you want to press the snooze button? That's okay. There's no Issa Dereis of pressing a snooze button. Shows how many times? So you want to come late to Shear? Well, they're probably not starting anyway yet. Well, don't take this morning as an example. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, what's the next thing? Well, on the way uh, here, you want to take one call? The, it might be Lashon Hara. It's probably not Lashon Hara. It's probably Latelis. Somebody probably needs information about a Shidduch, which could be Latelis and could be Lashon Hara. It could be destroying somebody's life. One of the three. But they'll talk you into it. That's the Nisayan and Dalila, who's apparently dressed up as the uh, it's Sahara personified, uses this very, very effectively, unfortunately. And we're sitting here on the side as I mentioned it's like uh, horrific to see even though we know the storyline is that each one he gets a little bit closer now we're going to see how that plays out Pasuk Vav Tamer Dalila Elshem Shagida Nali Bama Gadol Bama Te'asa La'anosecha so Te'asa La'anosecha means just to tell him something it's not tell me their strength so I can call the police and have you arrested that's not going to work so it means, and her storyline and her excuse is that we want to make sure you're in top shape and therefore tell me what might work and we're going to try to see how bad it is and how much strength you lose so we'll know how to be careful. And we'll test you and we'll wrap you up and we'll tie you up and we'll get strong ropes. And so we're just testing part of the exercise program, part of the defense, defense program. Otherwise, what excuse would you have for asking this information? So you have these strong but very thin strings, as she describes, and they're fresh, so they're strong. If you tie me up in those, you'll say, why would she think any moist, ripe, Rope, you wrap around somebody, all of a sudden you lose the strength. The answer is all things are nice, so whatever the magic thing is, she's willing to try it. So, what she doesn't tell him is that she calls the Plishtim who are paying her to do this and hides him in the next room, and she's going to tie him up, and then she's going to yell, The Plishtim are here, and he's not going to have any strength, and they're going to arrest him. So, that doesn't work the first time. They bring the supplies. What is she going to do if this doesn't work? So she's unfortunately smart. She leaves in the room and she tells them, don't come out until I see that he's struggling and the ropes stay. And if he just pops out very quickly, which he will do, she's going to hope he doesn't look there. He's so trusting and wants to be trusting for Shalom Bayas that Hitaka doesn't look in the next room. 
he thinks, okay, they're doing a test and she's trying to make sure I'm in shape and nothing is going wrong here and, and lets it go. Which is very trusting, which is great for Shalom Bayes normally. If you're not Shimshin, and even though you don't like the request to the plan, if it's something that's doable and there's no danger, why not? It's good for Shalom Bayes. The lesson, underlying lesson of Shalom Bayes is good. And lesson involves Lashon Hara. People are very curious by nature, human nature. And if a spouse finds out the other spouse knows something, they might say, oh, what was that about? They just got off the phone. What, was it? what were you schmoozing about outside? That took like an hour to get home. And often it involves something that shouldn't be Megala. The fallback position, curious people don't like this clown, but Chazal say everything is really Bebal Timer until you're told by the person you can say it over, not the other way around. The assumption is everything should be said over to at least your shvager, shvager, and three guys in the mikvah. And if he swears you to secrecy, then it's only one guy. But that's not true. Why? Because A, it could be sensitive information that could do damage if it's not Lashon Hara, and B, it could lead to Lashon Hara. It's a shame, right? Not his business. In today's society, that's very unpopular because today we take as part of our constitutional rights our free speech and free hearing, even though that's not in the Constitution, but it's the same idea. That uh, we're here for information. It's the age of information. We want all information. For whatever reason, we want to wish a gesundheit to the guy in Bangladesh who sneezed. So we send it out on WhatsApp because it's very important before shared to know what's going on in the world. Bangladesh is somewhere in the Near East, Far East, near India. Every piece of information that's gornishment, gornishment. And then there's some interesting things that look like it's like, yeah, it's still none of our business, but we're, we're entitled, and why didn't you send me that piece of information? So whatever it is, why don't you tell me? So just send it to me. Just keep spreading around information like this. It leads to at least Bitzel Teira, Kina, Sina, Lashon Har, Maitzi Shemra, Sicha Batela. There's no reason to talk too much. So the question is, oh, what were you talking about is already a little bit dangerous. Okay, natural. And if it looks uh, innocent, so you can ask uh, the spouse, the wife, or the husband has to say, yeah, it was uh, not negated to anything. Uh, what's for lunch? So you've got to balance that with the Shalom bias. But the famous hetter, which I try to mention at least once every two years, is that that footnote in the Chavaz Chaim is a footnote that there can be scenarios where if you just can't keep it in for therapeutic reasons, but you've got to be up to that point. That's after your machshiv, the Yisrael Lashon Haram, and you know the danger is, and you tried, and this is necessary under the circumstances, but that's a heter each time. It's not straight if it's a spouse or a brother or a son or your uh, friend, Yimila Sadamikvah, it's naturally mutter. And if it's okay, and it's necessary for Shalom Bayez, do it. This is not okay. And Shalom Bayez, in this case, was not something you sacrifice yourself for. And you put yourself in danger for. Shimshin tries to maintain the balance. Pasiches. Like the rope starts smelling a fire. I mean, it gets near a fire, it starts melting. And he just gets it off and didn't even have to apply any pressure. Rashi says, Effortless. That's round one. 
Time of the Lilo Shimshim, Pasigud. Time of the Lilo Shimshim, Hinei, Hei, Salta, B. So she starts turning on the tears and the emotion. She says, yeah, You're like making fun of me. You don't respect me. To Daber, like kiss of him. Atta Hagidana, Li, Bamate, Aser. She's still using please. And she's not going to end with a thank you. You're making fun of me and you're uh, being mazalzal, my covered, telling me shakarim. Tell me, please, that didn't work. What's the real story? Says you need thicker strands, not thin rope, thick rope, that were never used. Chalisi v'ha'isi ke'achad ha'adam. Chalisi, it doesn't mean sick. It means uh, compared to what I was, I'll be sickly. I'll be like everybody else. Isi ke'achad ha'adam. So he's still in the rope department, which isn't nearly as bad as what's coming next. So the Yitzhahar is just getting him to talk. So he's talking and making something up. And then the next thing is the Yitzhahar is going to get him to talk and start talking about something that actually has shaykhs involving hair. He's going to get closer and closer. Tigach delila v'esim chadashim ta'asreya behem v'taymer lo plishtim alacha shimshin and they're still invited in the next room. Here, even though this didn't really have any sheiches to the secret to his strength. So you know there's something interesting. What does it make? A little thin string, a thicker rope. If he effortlessly just went like this and came off, why shouldn't he be able to do that with a thicker rope? The answer is, Shimshin's Kayach was a combination of the inherent strength which was tied to his Naziris, which wasn't yet violated, but also depended on the spot each time for Siat Tashmai. We saw that already. Took the jawbone, killed a thousand plishtim, and then he was so weak and thirsty, he almost died. So, we need the Siat Tashmai. He's already losing Siat Tashmai by having this conversation. So the thicker rope, even though he still has Naziris and he's able to break through, which is still superhuman, it took some effort. That's not a good sign, and he perhaps should have noticed that. And he doesn't, and he's still sort of negotiating. And that's Lushan over here. It doesn't say they just melted like they smelled fire. That means it was effortless. This is, it was a string. Take a, go home, take a string. And take a very thin one, because we don't have too much strength. If you take a regular thick rope, regulation size from Walmart, you're not going to break out of it. I wouldn't uh, have your wife wrap it around you completely. Just try it at home and close it with, with your fingers. So if it's a tiny rope, you can go like that. But it's still, that takes effort. So picture Shimshin, a thick rope. He's still Shimshin, but it takes some flexing of the muscles. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vatama Dalilo Shimshin Arhena Hei Salta Bi Vatadabe Elak Savim until now, your mamish making fun of me, making it look silly. I should have mentioned you made me look silly. I called these guys down twice because he didn't see them. Not the first time, not the second time. She pretends like she's personally insulted. No, she doesn't say no this time. She has to be angry, but she probably is. 
third attempt. Im ta'argi esheva machlafais roshi im ha-masaches. Now already he mentions hair, which is extremely dangerous. Again, we're wondering why they didn't figure this out before, but they didn't. And even when he says this, she still doesn't figure it out. Like, this is already mentioned hair already. So you know, oh, I don't think of that beforehand. So he has very long hair, and it's in seven types of different you know, land, strands, or however he kept it. And he says, if you tie it to that loom in the corner over there, you're all familiar with looms from colonial times? It's a big apparatus, and the thing turns, and it weaves it. So looms are normally freestanding. They're heavy, but they're freestanding. So when she tries this, she's going to actually take a separate bolt and bolt it down because the test is going to be that she, while he's sleeping this time, is going to tie it to the loom, and he's going to try to go free. He doesn't, she doesn't want him to walk away with the thing, so she's going to bolt it down. So the good news, which is very little good news on what's transpiring, but... The news is that she's going to bolt it down, he's going to be asleep, she's going to tie it in, and when it gets up, he's going to move and yank it and carry it along with the bolt and everything, because he's still shimshin, and the hair's not going to fall off. The bad news, far greater than the other news here, is that he mentions hair already. She doesn't yet realize, why don't I just cut it off, but that's coming. Why she didn't realize at that point is a bigger pella. And once he's uh, this far in the Yitzhahara story, he doesn't realize it because he's still trying to maintain the Shalom bias, which in essence is a great thing, 99% of the cases. Not here. And he's already slipping. There's an interesting sugyo within this Last example, which we're going to see. Mr. Shem is a great opportunity, but let's first see what happens. Yadalid. Vatiska biyaseid. She bolts it down for further. Yes, bitachon, as we'd say. Vatayimer lo plishtim alacha shimshin. Vayikatz mishnasa. So Pasek says he woke up, which means she did this while he was asleep. Why was he asleep this time? Why didn't she bind him up the first two times while he was asleep? He didn't have to. He said, it's just an exercise to see how your strength is doing. If we need more vitamin E or vitamin D. See, whatever excuse she gave for the therapeutic value of it. Here he was asleep, and the Mitsudis brings down that he never would have allowed this if he were awake, and she had an inkling that was the case, which means she already knew that he was worried about the hair getting pulled out. But she knew that, the moment she cut it. So she didn't put two and two together, or she just figured it's a chutzpah to tie his head to the loom. So he's not going to allow it to and he wants to walk around, so he's going to wait till he's asleep. And he wakes up, and he feels the tug. He realizes the hair is wrapped in the loom there. He takes the loom part and the part, the bolt and the whole thing, and just starts walking with it. The Mitsudis here is going to be a focal point of what we're going to bring up. Let's see one more Pasuk. Which Ali Musar also pointed out. He's so focused on maintaining Shalom Bayes, even at this point, which he's very annoying, and that's an understatement. He's still expressing his Ava. And he says, how can you tell me that? 
He's trying to like calm things down, hoping she forgets about this ridiculous plot. Just change the subject, which could work and sometimes a good idea. It's not working here. So she uses it against him. He's trying so hard. So in normal circumstances, 99% of the time, that's the way you should operate and be misgabber on any annoyance in a relationship both for the husband and the wife and express the ava and that'll fix up the marriage. Over here, he shouldn't be trying to fix it up if she's a rashanta. But he doesn't realize that at this point. So she used that accusation, that lotion of a timer love. Your heart's not really with me. You're not being honest with me. How do I know? Three times you lied already. Well, first two times he made something up. Third time is less of a lie. And uh, she's complaining that it's not fair to her. And she still didn't figure it out. And she's not going to give up, unfortunately. Take a look at the Mitzvah's David for a moment. You have a Mitzvah's David there. Vikas Mishnasam. That's what it says, David, right? There's a bunch of Nevi'im here. If you. Uh... First two times tied him up with rope, he was awake. He wouldn't allow that. This next line is what's going to be interesting. Why wouldn't he allow it? If it's just exercise and war games and testing his strength, making sure he's in top shape, so why not do it while he's awake? So the Tzidah says, Shariyanazar Asar Afil Lisra Grosha Pen Yitla Shaseyar. But Zanazar can't even comb his hair because he might pull out a hair. Now let me just explain outside first what the Tzidah is referring to. It's actually very Nogeya Halacha Lamaisa. It's one of these halachas that are, parameters are not well known, and even when they're known, the Yitzhahara, speaking of the Yitzhahara's, speaks to different people. Some people of various ages have more of a struggle with it, and some genders have more of a struggle with it. This is a big issue in Hilcha Shabbos. And Mutav Shushagin is a bit overrated, as we've spoken about in various times. It's a, one of the more challenging halachas for teenagers who care about their hair. Okay, so if it's a boy and a bachar in a yeshiva, he shouldn't care about his hair so much. Hair should be shorter, so he gets up Shabbos morning and just goes to shul and it doesn't have to be a shayla. And if it's a girl, he can't tell her hair should be shorter. And it's a girl and a teenage girl, but we all know, we're going to explain it over the next couple of weeks because this is an interesting example, but even when you find a brush that's soft enough that it's mutter to use on Shabbos with the proper strokes that you're not pressing down. Even when you get to that scenario where it's absolutely not a sick ratio, you're going to pull something out and it doesn't pull. I mean, you're not trying to pull things out. The Gemara's working assumption, as I will show you, is that when you comb your hair and brush your hair, you're actually trying to pull things out. It might be counterintuitive, but any girl will admit this because they're always getting out knots. And when you brush, you hope that the hairs that are madudal, that are like half out, half in, unruly, you take them out and uh, it'll make it neater. So, as a sugi, Dovisham is and we'll explain all this. It's not even Dovisham is at the times. You're trying to, as you comb the hair and brush the hair, you're trying to pull out some of the hairs. The Dovisham is And then, even if it's not, it might be a psychratia if it's a hard brush or a comb. That's a problem on Shabbos. That's a problem for a Nazirim. And the third part of the Sugya, which is very Nagea, two out of three are very Nagea, no Nazirim here, is Pasa Rosh, over here and over here. 
which we will get back into. We touched upon this two years ago, Night Seder. A very important misunderstood gather, and people go to barbers and get haircuts, and this comes up. It comes up certain areas around here a little more than I would like. I keep, every time somebody comes to me, they want to know, is this okay? Um, seems to be some people are going to certain places where probably a nice guy, but they should really brush up, no pun intended, good pun though, should brush up on the halachas because uh, sometimes it's frightfully close as we will discuss. And for no reason, this is like we have so many Yisram Darais we struggle with, like Lashon Hara. Like, why get anywhere near a Shiloh like this? It's just a, it's a pity and a, or a crime if it's, if it's over the line. So, interesting, the Makar by Nazir, many of you were learning in Tafyemi, uh, in Yan Naziris. So Nazir has what we have on Shabbos or on Monday, Tuesday for the Pasa Rosh, not the Pasa Zalkin, we'll chaza that, we'll get to all that, is a Nisayan that the Nazar faces every single day and has got to be careful. And a Nazar has an Isra to cut his hair or to pull it out and has an overriding Asay to grow it. And the Shimshin, when this disaster happens, his hair starts growing back. question is, go back, he started feeling his strength again, which is how he's going to take down the whole Colosseum. But Shaila is, what's the Shia? The Ramam says, you need another 30-day Kadei Naziris to even get back the status of finishing the Asseh of Naziris, even if the Ganovim and gangsters in the forest captured him and scalped him by Inus, which is what happens over here, sort of, even though it's more of a Pshia, he shouldn't have, shouldn't have been off guard. So Naziris has even an extra function, which we'll explain, of Gadol Pera. Here we have this, the race of pulling out hair on Shabbos, and this, the race of Pas Arash, which is the Losase. So, Mitzvah's David says that he never would allow this while he's awake because a Nazar can't even comb their hair or use a hard brush. So, a young lady Shabbos morning or Shabbos evening, Shabbos afternoon, or a young man, which might have any sign but shouldn't be getting to the Shiloh too much either. It shouldn't be as makbid. Hair shouldn't be as long. So, what should be known before we even start the sugya is the fact that if you can use anything, it has to be a very soft brush it has to be a brush meyuchid for Shabbos for a different din of Luv to the Chol because brushes and combs are associated with an Isra on Shabbos. So they're usher if it's a comb and if it's a brush and it's very soft, then you can begin to discuss a very soft brush meyuchid for Shabbos. There's no Luv to the Chol. Put on a Shabbos or have a color coordinated and then handle lightly. Where does this come from? So if you take a look, just go a few minutes since... We Taka started a few minutes late in honor of the changing of the clock uh, on the stender over there. I'm going to show you this, the beginning of this Ramam. We'll take this up next week. I really want to do some Messiah Sisham also. Remind me next week. Ramam in Hilchas Avarazar, where he brings down Hilchas Pa'asarosh. Three different sugiyas, and they all have this in common. You have the Isra of Pa'asarosh, you have the Isra of Koming on Shabbos, and you have the Isra of Anazir. I'm going to start off with Pa'asarosh to show you what the Shaila is about. Peyazu. Shemenichin. Bitsedel lanasnu bachamim shir. So, there are seven lavim on your face and head. Seven different lavim. There are five points on the face. Shaila, where they are. Was it one, two, three, four, five? Uh, there's the cheekbone over here. The pasarosh starts somewhere in that hole below that bone. 
If you open your mouth, you'll uh, find it. Not too difficult. And above that is Pa'asavosh. Pa'asavosh goes from the top down behind the ear at an angle. Maybe we'll print up some of the pictures that are famous hanging in every from barber's thing so nobody makes this mistake even though it's still being made. And you have to know where the area is and what the ikra din is, what the chumras are. And you have to know that you shouldn't be cutting too short in that area. Like less than the two is dangerous. An electric clipper. Or the equivalent thereof in a scissor. Less than a two is pretty short. They don't need to go shorter. The reason it happens is because it becomes the style. So besides the possible isa deraisa pasareish, you have an automatic isa deraisa chukasem lo salechu. That's a vadai. The shear of the two is just a safe, maybe it's one and a half, one and three quarters. Depends on the setting of the machine. Lamaisa, it's the whole area. You've got to be careful when you're trimming the scissor over the ear because that's part of the area, at least the front part. And we'll discuss uh, where that goes if you have hair growing and you're trying to shave across the face. We'll, we'll get to that. Lamaisa, it's a separate iser. There's two iser, one on the right, one on the left. And then there's the five on the face. Two different sukim. Shailiz, what do they hold in common? This is extremely important. I'll just say this now quickly and we'll go into it next week. This is important for your friends and neighbors. Although nobody likes telling their neighbors. Some people don't like telling their children, but that's your achrayas. So the five in the face is beferish in the Gemara Makis. Only usher when it's tar. Miss Brian Kane tar is mutter. Many peskim, or maybe included, that's the minute in America for most people is we allow Miss Bram Kane tire and we hold the shavers Miss Bram Kane tire. Many, many more Paiskim, certainly in a Yisrael, and some here hold that Noah Shaver is a tire if it does a very good job. Okay, that stiff muscle is not getting into that now. That's the five points on the face. It's only also if it's a tire, you have to touch what's Miss Bram Kane tire is a shaver, Miss Bram Kane tire. Close shave, but not a tire. Tire is a perfect shave. That's why Goyim use a razor when they're able to and they have time. They sell shavers to Goyim, but if you really want to look good, use a tar. But if you're from, we don't advise that, and it's a deraisa. Then there's Pasarosh. There's Pasarosh. The Machlis Yishayim is Pasarosh. Have the same gedder that it's only also batar, but you could use Miss Brian McCain tar, which is what they're using, called an electric clipper, and doesn't go as close as a shaver. And if you use a guard, it's above a two, you're good to go. So the very short version for now is that's Machlis Yishayim, the Machaber Paskin Stam that on Pasarosh, the two points on the head, not the beard, is mutter when it's misbaraim ke'en tar, and it's usr when it's tar, and it's the same as the beard. And the yeshaimrim, stamadi yeshaimrim in Hilchus Giluach, is that we're more machmer over here, it's usr even misbaraim ke'en tar, which means you have to be above a two. And normally, Stam and Yeshem, you pass like the Stam. Over here, the Machaber says, Yesh Lochosh Ledevarel for the Yeshem. And that's the minute, to be Machmer, Sashayavanissa not to go this area under a two if you can avoid it. And the Machaber himself says, normally, Stam Yeshem, we pass like the Stam. Here he says, Yesh Lochosh Ledevarel. So, with that parameter, good, we gave out this Rambam. We read the first line. Mr. Shem will come back to it next week. <coughs>